The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas football wind tunnel here in beautiful <laughs> Louisville, Texas, it is Texas football today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas football magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice, which should include Spotify one day. It says it's still processing. True. I don't know what there is to process. Hmm. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 29th birthday today. Happy birthday. I did this especially for you. Happy birthday, Jackie Bradley Jr. There you go. There you A little go. JBJ action yes. there. First four through the door. Ruben Rios. Daniel Agnew. Terry Adams. Rob Hadaway. What's up, y'all? Ruben Rios says his wife is watching today, so now she'll know. Uh, how sh- how you're wasting your time, Ruben? Apologies, yeah. apologies in advance <laughs> yeah. to Mrs. Rios. Yeah. And sitting to my right, the Good Friday to my so-so Saturday, our West African <laughs> prince. It is Ishmael <laughs> Johnson. Hello, Ishmael. Hey, what's up, man? We decided to take the day off yesterday. I sh- yeah. I had way too much to do for yeah. the magazine, and it was like it got to be literally. This is exactly what happened. It's like 11:30 rolled around, and I was like buried. And I kind of looked at Max, and I go, are you just, like, dead set on doing a show today? And his response was, I'm never dead set on doing a (laughs) show. But here we are today because we have a very special guest we're going to have. Today is Friday, April 19th, 2019. 223 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 743. 743, Todd Hollinsworth's OPS in his Lester's Texas Rangers career. 39 games in 2002. He got traded there midseason for Gabe Kapler, if I remember correctly. Uh, also, 1996 Rookie of the Year. Gabe Kapler and a bucket of coconut oil. Am I right? <sighs> let that one <laughs> sit. Let that one sit. Uh, on today's show, guys, got a couple of things to, a couple of big headlines to talk about. One of which is in the high school ranks, and one of which is in the college ranks. We'll talk about that. And the back half of the show, and I don't, I don't say this lightly. I know what I'm about to say. We have the most on-brand guest this show has ever had. Does anybody want to disagree with that? It's, it lines up yeah, a lot. No, it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah, we'll yeah. be joined by Robert uh, Crivellari. I need to ask him, Crivellari, Crivellari. He's from like Southeast Texas, El Campo area. So I wonder. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, Robert Crivellari, the former Fort Bend Elkins head coach. More importantly, the owner, proprietor, and pitmaster of the barbecue place in El Campo. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Vaughn of our our sensei wrote a story in Texas Monthly about uh, Mr. Uh, coach Crivellari. I guess I don't call him coach anymore, but he's been out of the game since 2010. Everyone's a coach. Right. Yeah. Uh, but he left coaching to start a barbecue place. Yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> like, yes. Like, if you ever want to be guaranteed booking on this show, yeah. just leave your job as a head coach mm-hmm. and go be a barbecue guy. So we're going to talk with, uh, with uh, Robert Crivellari coming up here at the back half of the show. Excited to talk with him. Okay, I, do, I want to tell the story very quick. Okay. I'm sorry, we'll get, to, right. we'll get to the things in a right. But um, I went to the bathroom. Oh, and, sure. And I was yeah. going oh. washing my hands. Yeah, yeah. 
wash my hands, and there was a, a gentleman. Yeah. Probably got to be early early 20s. He looked young. Mm-hmm. Early 20s. He's standing there. He had a tie around his neck. And as I was washing my hands, I looked down. And he had his phone on the counter, and it had, like, instructions on how to tie a tie, like the yeah. diagrams and stuff like that. And so, like, I asked him. I told him. I was like, hey, man, like, need some help. Like, you, need, you know. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, I think I got it. I'm like, okay. Because the thing is, that is a moment we have all experienced. Yep. Some of us experienced it. I'm sure, like, there are some very hoity-toity people who experienced it when they were 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Right. But most of us experienced I it. when I went to church in Sunday school. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but most of us probably experienced it sometime between age 18 and 24. Yeah. yeah right? Around there. Somewhere around there. There's a moment where every dude has to has to tie a tie. Yeah. And you've seen so many ties that it looks easy. Right. And then you're like, and then like it hits you. There's a moment you go, oh crap. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> Thank God for the internet though. Oh yeah. No, it's been great. I remember, I think I was around 20. Yeah. When I, when I tied, I forgot what it was for, but like, it was just like, yeah, you get the moment where you're in the mirror and it's like, okay, finger. Okay. Get oh yeah. Thing, you're like, yeah. Get <laughs> and there's like nine different kinds of them too. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, am I getting the, the best, am I getting the most professional one? Yeah. Am I just, it, will they be able to tell if I'm, if I just figure it out just yeah. now like you know I'm a, I'm in the end you just do it and you're like oh, i did it okay cool I'm, like we got the tie yeah. on i was i was a guy who would just kind of right. tie it on yeah. but then i've i've become a uh i believe a full windsor guy i think that's what okay. it is yeah it's, it's well you're a tv suit guy so it's, like, I, I also like the big knot yeah. i like the big it does give you a perfect triangle the right. big sim- symmetrical knot yeah because like some ways you can tie it is like it's kind of off to one side. It's right. like, oh, okay, well, you know. Anyway, yeah. uh, that was a moment I like. I had a, I had a flashback to to that moment in in our lives, which we've all experienced. That's yep. a that's a common experience. And the thing is, our generation, um, I'll I'll lump him in on the younger end of our generation. Mm-hmm. Our generation doesn't have to tie ties very often. It used to be that that was the kind of thing that you know your dad taught you because right. your first job. You're right. gonna have to wear. You're gonna have, you're gonna do this every day for the rest of your life. Yeah. Now. I mean, how many how many times in the last year, last 365 days, have you worn a tie? Ishmael Johnson. About five. Five. Yeah. How many non-weddings? Four. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. Then. Yeah, nothing. Well, because like, yeah, some some meetings. Okay. You know, like some meeting we'll have here at the office. Some people will come in, um, where you kind of need to dress up a little bit yeah. more. I guess that's true. I, I don't Maybe know. Maybe you guys do. I'm done. I'm, I'm done trying to impress <laughs> at least people. once a year for that. Yeah. I'm yeah. done trying to impress people. Anyway, <laughs> there's that. You're uh, on TV. You wear a tie all the time. Talk. That is. That, I was. I was having a conversation with with actually one of the guys that I probably should have been wearing a tie in front of yesterday, and uh, I mentioned that there is this weird dichotomy of people. One group of people only see like you guys only see me dressed like this, mm-hmm. or just like jeans and a polo every yeah. day, and then there's a whole nother theoretically larger group of people. Yeah. Who only, only see, see me in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, most of the time I'm not wearing either. Right. You know, it's, uh, there's a difference. There's a split. Anyway, that's, that's enough of that. Okay. Two things we got to get to. Let's start in the high school ranks. Uh, this came down, I guess, yesterday. Mm. Is that right? Or maybe Wednesday night? Something like that. Or t- mm-hmm. Thursday morning, something like that. Uh, but a pretty big piece of coaching news to come out. I guess relatively late. We're late. We're at the tail end of coaching change season, uh, the very tail end. But this is pretty big. 
Um, a perennial top 10 team in Class 6A will be looking for a new head coach. This starts with Gene Johnson. Gene Johnson was the head coach at Cy Ranch for a long, long time. He leaves Cy Ranch to go to Waller. Um, so Cy Ranch comes open. Cy Ranch, pretty good gig. Obviously, they played for a title a couple right. years ago, back mm-hmm. in 2014. Uh, pretty good gig. You know, uh, Fair ISD is is growing, and, and there's always a, a pocket of athletes there in the Cy Ranch kind of drawing district. So it's a, a job that we thought was going to get some interest. They have made their hire, and they have hired Sean McAuliffe, yeah. the head coach from Converse Judson, which means that Converse Judson is now open. There's a lot of intrigue to this coaching change in my mind because, if you remember, Sean McAuliffe is a D.W. Rutledge guy. Mm-hmm. He played for Coach Rutledge at Judson. He is leaving his alma mater um, to go to uh, Cy Ranch. Now, again, Cy Ranch is a good gig, mm-hmm. and I don't know the specifics as far as pay is concerned. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything like that. But let me wildly speculate here. For <laughs> go for it. That's what this show is right for, right? There's a couple of things. <laughs> First and foremost, uh, it's 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 always hard to go home again, and I think that the idea of going home again is sometimes more palatable than actually mm-hmm. going home again, and that is something that I wonder if if Coach McAuliffe got into that job and goes, okay, wow, um, you know, this is different, and this is, you know, there's a lot of. There's a lot of people. Everyone knows me here. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse, right. people know me here. There's that. There's also the element of the changing dynamics in Judson ISD. Forever and ever, it was Converse Judson. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's yep. the, the high school. The Rockets were the, the, the only game in town in a lot of ways. Uh, the game has changed uh, twofold. One, the opening of what is San Antonio Veterans Memorial, mm-hmm. which is, I, that's how the UIL calls it. I don't know if they call it Converse Veterans Memorial. Whatever it is, it's in Converse ISD, so it's the opening of another school. There's that. Mm-hmm. So inevitably, they're going to be affected as far as kids are concerned. The other part of it is Wagner. People think of, of San Antonio Wagner, they don't think they're part of Converse or they're Justin ISD, but it is part of Justin ISD. And I wonder if the success that Wagner had... Mm-hmm makes things a little bit like puts us puts a spotlight on what's going on at Judson. Now here's the thing. It's not like Judson has been down in the dumps. Right. They made it to a quarterfinal this year. Uh I want to say they made it to a quarterfinal the year before think, maybe. No, I think it was area. Area that was I think they ran into like Travis right. area last year. Uh so doing all that, they they haven't had a bad run by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But here's and here's the other bigger thing. I would lump the job at Judson similar to jobs like Stephenville, similar to jobs, I would say, like Wichita Falls. Uh, programs, Abilene is in this mix as well. Programs where there is a lot of pedigree, there's a lot of success mm-hmm. in the past at these programs, and they have legendary coaches, they have legendary names attached to them. And... The way that high school football is now, they are not necessarily, that's not necessarily conducive to having, you know, being the kind of dominant powers that those teams were in yesteryear. Mm-hmm. That said, that doesn't change the fans' minds of what this job should be. Right. I, th- I think to me, the difference between Judson and those jobs is. You can look at Stephenville and say, ah, maybe they just didn't have the rosters that they yeah. used to have. J- arguably, Judson's had some of the most talented teams ever the past yeah. 
five years or so, yeah. especially the past two. And I think that, I think that's the difference is, yes, Wichita Falls and Abilene, they, they probably aren't as, you know, the, the, like I said, the talent isn't there as it used to be in, in certain capacities. I don't, you can't say that about Judson. Well, I think there are guys there. The other thing about Judson. That have come through, you know, DeMarvin Leal, arguably the best player in the state, just came through this past year. You're, you're right. Beyond that, I mean, you look at, you look at it. Judson is looks like they're going to be down this year. They bring mm-hmm. back fourteen lettermen. They right. lose forty five. They have just one starter back on defense. Um, I wonder if you. I wonder if Coach McAuliffe looked at the situation there. And I wonder uh, again. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. wildly sure, speculating. Sure. I want to be clear. Yeah. Um, I wonder if all of those elements kind of can can convened to be like you know what. That's a good gig over there, you know. Maybe maybe it's a small bump in pay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good gig over there. There's talent over there, and and maybe coming home wasn't everything that I thought that it would be. The, it's it's interesting. The interesting curveball in all this though is, you know, when Gene Johnson left Cy Cy Ranch, we mm-hmm. all kind of squinted, and and the more we hear about it, the more we it sounds like Bridgeland's going to eat mm-hmm. into the talent pool there. So it's not exactly... It's not the slam dunk. Right. right. It's that. not maybe what it used to used to be in that regard. Now, who knows? It may be fine, but, but that's the impression we're getting is that Bridgeland's going to take a lot of the talent out of that, that Cy Ranch area. And in that case, it kind of throws a new wrinkle into all this. Right. So it's it's very interesting what's what's going on there, at Judson. Judson's obviously a big name. They've got a lot of and and I wonder, you know, they've got a large alumni base. They've got a lot oh, yeah. of, a lot of coaches that's, yeah, in the DW Rutledge tree. I was about to say that's a lot of that's something that they're not going to have their if they want to stay in house as far as like the Judson family. Yes, they're going to have so many, you they're, know, so many disciples of DW Rutledge, uh, so many disciples of Rackley as well. Yeah. Um, they're going to have coaches who fall from that tree and want would want to come back, would love to come back. Right. So then the other thing that we want to talk about, let's move over to the college ranks. And this came down, this start, we started hearing rumblings about this earlier this week, and it ended up becoming official in the middle of the week. And that is that Texas A&M is in the market for another athletic director. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Woodward uh, has left um, the uh, t- Texas A&M to become the athletic director uh, at... Uh, LSU, which I believe that's his that's his alma mater, right? Right. Is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So he he leaves to go become um, the um, the athletic director at LSU, um, and there's a lot of so they had, they had, they had removed their athletic director and bring in um, bring this guy. I think that they basically removed the athletic director for the way that he handled the Will Wade situation. Mm-hmm. Um, their basketball coach, uh, but in comes um, there's a new face in charge of, of LSU. Um, now there's you know this is not unprecedented i believe this is their uh a&m's fourth athletic director since 2012 2011 2012 um and what's going to be very interesting and the thing that i think um will be something to watch is that obviously scott woodward is the guy who brought in jimbo fisher Mm -hmm. and if you talk with jimbo fisher as david oven did for the magazine last year he'll tell you yeah scott woodward's a big reason why i'm here like he 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 Someone baited the hook, and he was the one who reeled me in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, look, there is uh, – Max, you you asked me in the Slack chat. You go, does this increase the chances that A&M has a new coach in 2020? Yeah. And the answer is yes, but it does. Yeah. Now, I think it goes <laughs> There's from – There's a huge but. Yeah. Huge but. <laughs> it goes from 0.001% to maybe like 5%. Yeah. Right. 10%. It's – not, it's still it's, it's still a huge the needle, outlier. The yeah. needle doesn't really move. No, right? Yeah, it doesn't. It but went from not happening to 
You're above right. zero. <laughs> but let's also remember that Jimbo Fisher has no buyout. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher can just go. If he wants, and he if he wants to leave right now and say, I'm going to take the job. Like if, if, if Scott Woodward said, Ed Orgeron, you're fired. Jimbo Fisher, you're hired. LSU would not owe A&M a dime. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't owe them anything. That said, again, I don't get the feeling that's going to happen. But it, it is interesting. It's something to watch. You know, Brent Zornabin, our friend uh, down there at the Houston Chronicle and San Antonio Express News, wrote an interesting article about how he thinks Jimbo Fisher should be the one who selects the athletic director. Interesting. Which is kind of crazy if you think about it. If it's like, oh, you get to pick your own boss. But in a lot of ways, like Scott Woodward, yeah, Scott Woodward was technically Jimbo Fisher's superior. Yeah. But let's be real about who runs that athletic department, <laughs> right? The guy or who at least the, that much money. Yeah. At least the football side of it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a very interesting a very interesting situation there. We'll, we'll keep an eye on who's going to be um, the new athletic director at Texas A&M. But it's uh, obviously a ripple effect. I know that he was pretty well liked at at A and M. I think that well, look, I think that he brought in Buzz Williams, the the, mm-hmm. the uh, basketball coach, he brings in Jimbo yeah. Fisher, mm-hmm. uh, the the I football think it was coach. Pretty okay. From, from, I think he was well thought. Yeah, he yeah he left on a good note. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Aggies are sad to see him go. Right, exactly. Way. Jimbo Fisher's first year is promising. You know, Buzz Williams is one of the hottest head coaches in college mm-hmm. basketball on the market. Uh, the women's basketball program's uh, going up yes. still. Like, it, A&M, baseball's great at A&M. Like, he left at a really good time. Yeah. But the real question is, who's going to be the first person to ask the new AD what they think of the Texas-Texas uh. A&M rivalry? <laughs> yeah, let's dial it up. I need some content. It's the offseason. <laughs> We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That is our subscription package. Uh, that is where you can get all sorts of good stuff. First and foremost, you get pre-ordered for the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football, the magazine you know and love us for. Uh, I, I hope lo- no one loves us for, but you at least know us for. Um, you get that. Uh, you get that pre-ordered, mailed to you before it hits newsstands. It will be in your mail before it hits shelves if you become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. You also get uh, the 2019 Recruiting Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Recruiting. Profile the more than 400 prospects around the state from the class of 2020, which are kids who are about to play their senior year, to class of 2023, which are kids who are about to play their freshman year. We'll get into that. And then you get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, which is all sorts of great stuff, growing every day. Just Wednesday, we announced uh, we we launched our new recruiting site. You get full access to TexasFootball.com/recruiting, uh, your new hub for recruiting in the state of Texas. You also get uh, access to our archives. We have uh, teamed up with the Non Perel Institute uh, to uh, to bring you archives of all of our back magazines. Uh, I believe we have up through the 80s right now. We're working on the 90s, 2000s, and teens, uh, but you will have that access to every magazine we've ever made. You also get uh, all sorts of great stuff, including premium podcasts like our high school football insider podcast, Tep and Step. Uh, you get high school, every high school team ranked, every high school game predicted, uh, all sorts of good stuff. I'm forgetting a lot of stuff. In any case, all that for 1995 for the first year. 1995 to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider makes a great gift as well. It's texasfootball.com slash insider to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Max, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in, again, perhaps the most on-brand guest we've ever had on this show. 
Uh, let's bring in uh, the former head coach of the Fort Bend Elkins Knights, now the owner, proprietor, and pitmaster at the barbecue place in El Campo. We're joined by Robert Crivellari. Coach, do people still call you coach? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Once I, you're a coach, you're always a coach. I figured that was that was the case. So so you were a um, you, you you coached for a long time. Uh, you bounced around a few different places. Most notably, most recently, you were you were at Fort Bend Elkins uh, as as correct. a coach. You were uh, Jake Matthews' uh, head football coach, uh, as a matter of that fact. That is correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about why this move. Why why the move from uh, I I think it's a tremendous career move. But from your perspective, why go from uh, from football to barbecue? Well, you know, <laughs> I get asked that quite a bit. I, I think I was just at a point in time I was ready to try something different. You know, I I kind of reached a lot of goals in my coaching career and. You know, I was an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. I coached at the college level, coached in high school, you know, and uh, I was just ready for something different and a new challenge. And, uh, you know, I had a great experience in my coaching career, and, and I certainly miss it and wouldn't trade trade anything for my experiences and stuff. And uh, just kind of uh, branched out and decided, uh, you know, uh, Let's let's try this barbecue thing. That seems like something a, a, a old coach can do. So here I am, and you know, about seven years later, uh, it's kind of taken off for me. So I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, we found out about this because our sensei, uh, our barbecue sensei, Dave, Daniel Vaughn, wrote about it for Texas Monthly. And um, you know, I'm I'm really interested. You know, what has barbecue always been a passion for you? Has that always been something that that you've done, uh, even during your coaching career? It's been something you, you've uh, you've been uh, passionate about. Absolutely. I, I, I wasn't necessarily just cooking barbecue while I was coaching, but, uh, you know, we, we fire up the pit all the time, uh, when we had the opportunities and, you know, when I became a head coach, I'd have the staff over and we would, we would cook in my backyard and have get togethers, you know, prior to the fall camp starting up and, and just any time we could get together and, and, and stuff like that. And then I, uh, a buddy of mine, he was uh, big into the competition uh, barbecue scene and stuff, and we kind of got together uh, and started cooking, and and it kind of took off from there. We we got us a trailer and started cooking out of that, and uh, uh, you know, so cooking has been a passion that I've had for uh, uh, many many years uh, while I was coaching, and it just kind of you know led over to this uh, now that I'm out of coaching. Uh, we're talking with Robert Crivellari here in Texas football today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF today. Uh, okay, coach. So then I, I want to hear a little bit about like the the starting of the the barbecue place because this is uh, obviously a place that's that's getting more popular. You guys are you guys are are, are gaining gaining steam, I suppose, in a way uh, there in in uh, so to speak in, in El Campo. And um, so, what was the early going? What was there ever a moment where you know you're you're out there, you're slaving over a hot pit, and you're going. Oh no! Did I did I make a big mistake by leaving? Uh, you know, because you coach. I mean, the thing is, you coached it. Obviously, head coach at Fort Bend Elkins, coaching some fantastic players. You were a former defense coordinator at Lake Travis. You coach at South uh, Southwest Texas State. Who knows, as, as we refer to it on this show. Um, you uh, absolutely. You uh, so was there a moment there in the, in the early going where, or at any point where you go, oh boy, uh, this may, they, this may not have been a wise move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, because when 
when uh you know we decided we knew a few people here in el campo and when we decided to move here i was like okay is this you know you're always questioning things but i i'll tell you right now so happy about making the move to el campo from sugarland after i left elkins uh you know, and we've just had a great experience being here. But yeah, early on in the barbecue biz and stuff, you know, I'm I'm like going, okay, what what am I doing? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, but it it did uh it did uh, pan out and stuff. And there was you know some tough times and some some uh, you know questioning of you know moves and this and that and whatnot. And then uh. You know, I guess about 2014, the guy I started out cooking with, you know, he decided he wanted to be in Houston, and we had moved to El Campo area, and uh, uh, I opened up my first little place, and it was an old snow cone stand uh, out in a parking lot, <laughs> and uh, I kind of renovated it and added a little covered seating area, and and uh, uh, we had a walk-up window and a drive through and... Uh, you know, we, we started serving stuff out of that, and uh, after about two, maybe three years there, you know, I got approached uh, by a man here, a businessman here in El Campo, and he said, I have a building that I think you may be interested in, and uh, so this coming June, I'll be in this new building for about two years, and uh, we have a drive through and we have an outdoor patio, and we can seat about 40 people inside. You know, it's not not a huge place, but you know we we get enough uh, crowd in here, and uh, it's it's just kind of taken off from there. But uh, certainly uh, did question uh, things in the early <laughs> goings and stuff. And now that we're where we are, you know, it's kind of panned out. It's just like when you take over a new football program. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, you get the, you get the ball rolling, and you get you good support staff and uh you know you start you start doing what you know you know how to do and uh uh it takes off from there i'm glad you brought that up because you know one thing i'm interested in is is that i I think people might see football coach and barbecue pit master as as very separate uh very different skill sets but are do you Mm. do you feel like there are any similarities anything that like (laughs) being a good football coach helps you be a good barbecue pit master man there's uh, there's so many I, i am fighting out how related things are you know like i just mentioned you got to have a good support staff around you you know uh if you don't have good surround yourself with good coaches or, or good you know uh, uh barbecue staff you know it, it, it you can't be successful i mean i can't do this all on my own i'm i do a lot of all the cooking and everything i do on my own but when we open the doors i have to have a, a support staff to to help me out and just like you know when we kick the football off you know I've got to have those coaches up there with eyes and ears and, and seeing things to help me out, you know. So there's a lot of similarities, and I'm finding that out. And uh, I think from all of my experiences of, of coaching and learning what I did there, uh, no doubt has helped me, you know, transfer over into a, the business world and apply those same things of uh, keeping it simple and um relying on good people to build 
this business the same way you build a program. And, and finally, the, perhaps the most important question is, I'm sure this is a question you get asked a lot, which is people people maybe hear about this place or they wander in, they want some barbecue, and they, they probably say, what's good here? They say, oh, what, what a minute. So if, if we're coming to the barbecue place and I've, I've, you know, I'm eating lunch or I'm eating dinner, and I'm saying you got to recommend it for me. What what is what is the what what do I have to have at the barbecue place? Well, a lot of times, like when 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 the barbecue snob showed up, you know, <laughs> I I always uh, and and you know I have a lot of coaching buddies, you know that mm-hmm. that have come in and visit and stuff, uh, you know, and when I see their faces show up and they like, what do I need to get? I always say, let me just make you up a sample. Uh, of a bunch of food here mm-hmm. and i make a sampler platter for them and uh we we just put a lot of things out there and and hey let them go after we'll, you know a big old plate of food and and we put the sides out there and just you know let them go to town and let them try everything and then when they're done they come up and say man you know this was great this was great but i really love this you know and just we just bring it out but We've got some really unique items like a rice bird burrito being El Campo rice mm-hmm. birds. We got a burrito that seems to just, uh, I mean, we, we sell a bunch of those things every day. And, uh, you know, our, our smoked chicken is, uh, you know, I've been told and even, uh, uh, Mr. Vaughn said that chicken's off the chain, okay. basically, <laughs> you know, so. We've, we've got some unique items and stuff. I do a Cajun chopped beef sandwich as well that, that we sell a lot of. But, uh, you know, the loaded mac and cheese is probably oh, yeah. um, one of the, the top things that people come in and get. And okay. uh, But, yeah, I, I just, when, when someone new walks in, like if you were to walk yeah. in the door, I'm probably going to make you a sample platter and let you just try everything out at one time and you decide from there. I like it. He is Robert Crivellari. He is the owner, proprietor, and pitmaster at the Barbecue Place in downtown El Campo. They are open Tuesday through Friday, although they're closed today. Don't go today. Uh, look for the big, yeah. look for the barbecue flag outside in downtown El Campo. Uh, Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations on all your success, and uh, best of luck, uh, I, I would say, next season, but like, I guess best of luck Tuesday <laughs> on, on the smoke? Hey, every every Tuesday we kick the ball off. So <laughs> I mean, every day we're kicking off, and, and it's a new game every day. So, Coach, <laughs> we're th- excited about that. Coach, thanks very much. Okay, thank you. There Pleasure he, being here. There he goes, Robert Crivellari, the the owner, proprietor, and on brand guest here at Dave Campbell. Dave Campbell's Texas football road trip. The barbecue, like yes, that's that's what I was hearing. The rice bird burrito or the rice bird burrito is oh, like man. that's perfect. That's really really good. Start up the car now. You guys uh, wrap things up because because right? you yeah. can see the you see the pictures up on on TexasMonthly.com the uh, the brisket the turkey mm-hmm. and and the smoked chicken. Yeah, if you read the the article, um, Daniel Vaughn is especially fond of the smoked chicken. Yep. So uh, pretty darn cool. It is takeout only, which I love. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess it's not technically takeout only because there just, are take, there are picnic benches, <laughs> but you do have to take it out and sit somewhere other than inside where right. they're cooking at. So, yeah. uh, and Max, I don't know if you read this part. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't miss you won't miss it after trying the Cajun red potatoes roasted with plenty of garlic and black pepper. Yeah, Ooh. I did see that. Speaking, yeah. speaking your language, yeah. singing your song. A lot of Cajun influence there yeah. that I am not upset about. Um, what do you think about down there in Southeast Texas? That makes oh, a lot yeah. of sense. Oh, but yeah. so we appreciate uh, Coach Crivellari coming coming on with us. Jake Matthews is. Uh, 
head head coach. When yeah, he was at, uh, that's at, awesome. At, uh, <laughs> at, uh, at Fort Payne Hopkins. So, yeah. and now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Going to be an extended one today because we promised a mini mailbag, and so we're. Oh yeah, one. crap! Don't worry. Don't worry. Here ah. it comes. Don't worry. <clears throat> Sorry, we're, good. we're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, first is not a, a question, just a comment, but it's awesome. It's from our buddy Rob Hadaway in Southlake. He says, was visiting with an older friend last night who graduated from Irving MacArthur in 1971, so we mm-hmm. pulled up the archive from 1970, went over MacArthur's synopsis. His eyes lit up as I read the names, said it was great, and had not thought of some of those guys in years. Just another plug for the archive. That's the whole point of it. <laughs> yeah, like that's, the, whole, that's like, the whole point. Like I've, I've said before that, yeah, you know, we're high school football experts in yeah. scare quotes. Um like where we are, but at the same time, the value of this magazine, the fun of this magazine is that it's a list of names, yeah. you know, and it's like at its core, I can tell you who I think is going to be good and who I think is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, it still matters to have your name in right. print and whether you are in 1861 or you'll be in 2019. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Phil Vaney goes, does this put Cy Ridge top five in Houston? Yeah, here's what I'm going to say in general is like we're talking about these shifting dynamics in these districts and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet. We're, no. What we're saying is we're hearing that things may change in the future, but I don't think, you know, for now, Cy Ranch is Cy Ranch, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, that's not going to change until still a good gig, otherwise. Man. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm looking at – Same for Judson and San Antonio. Like, you know, there's some reason to be concerned about that district being divided up. But for now, Judson – This is – yeah, this is – this. Yeah. Is, we're looking at like four years yeah. from now, yeah. five years, when the middle schoolers saying, that yeah, were talented yes. would go to Judson or Keep an eye on it now, because we're not like sure if it's going to stay this way. Right. right. Or, yeah, that doesn't mean that it's it's changing right this second, no, yeah. but no, no, no. it means that it could be changing in the yeah. future. But that's mm-hmm. something – just something yeah. to keep an eye on, in my opinion. A yeah. Friday question after Tepper's own heart oh. from Irvin Castellanos. What's y'all's favorite Simpsons episode? So the one I always go back to is uh, "You Only Move Twice," which is the Hank Scorpio episode. Oh, okay. I really you love quote that, that one. one. Probably more than uh, out of the, context too. Go to the Hammock District. Yeah. Um, there's that. Sorry, sorry, it's not in packets. He yes. just pulls the sugar out yes. of his pocket. Uh, I love that. But there's a lot. I mean, look, there's 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 so many classics that that, that there's a, there's a heater between about season. Or three and season nine, nine. where yeah. it's like every other one. Oh Sometimes my gosh, three in a row. every single yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I mean, here's the thing: it's kind of become a meme at this point. It, not kind it, of, it, it has. is a meme. Yeah. But like the steamed hams oh, yeah. comes from 22 short films about Springfield, which is, great. Which is a great episode. <laughs> yeah, really and you can make one. an argument that steamed hams isn't the strongest story. Right. No. There's the whole thing about <laughs> Lisa getting gum in her hair, and everyone's convinced they know how to get it. By the time she's just got like. All this stuff like on the oh, yeah. no, it's so good. It's, I'm sorry. Yeah, so so yeah. unfair question, I choose yeah. all of them. Uh I'm going with the Marge versus the Monorail, but that's not a big Marge oh, that's, that's always, a good one. always been my it's favorite. Very good. I call the big one bitey. Yeah. Uh no I'm, it's like no one it's like uh, uh you know, I'm an unabashed Conan O'Brien lover. And yeah. there's so much Conan in that episode it's absurd. Yeah. Marge versus the Monorail, um, but Homer at the Bat, obviously. Uh, Homer at the Bat's a classic. Homer, I mean, there was there was a great article from Deadspin a couple of years ago. Uh, Eric, the 25th Eric Malinkowski. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. the yeah. 20, uh, 20th anniversary or yeah. 25th anniversary of that, about how it basically, like, it, like, saved the Simpsons. And, yeah. like, the Simpsons mm-hmm. are around because of that episode. Yeah. Pretty good. Yes. Pretty good. Uh, Maverick Cassidy, does this AD move add at all to the A&M-LSU rivalry? Don't think there's a rivalry. I, no, uh, there was there a fight is, last year. There was like, a fight last <laughs> year. But, uh, I will say this. Uh, no, but but you better believe that if Jimbo Fisher were to follow him to oh, LSU, baby, 
Woo. Oh, it would, be, it would be on. I've, I've already, trust me, I've already played it out <laughs> in my lizard brain about how if he leaves after this year and yeah. goes to LSU, LSU would have to come to A&M oh. probably on Thanksgiving yep. for, um, for, you know, and now be Jimbo Fisher returning oh. to A&M after he like walked away from 75. Yeah. I mean, G- G- that, again, that's not going to happen. Right. I want to be clear. Geographically, it makes sense for that to be like that's yeah. the rival. That would be go. the rivalry. But yeah, it's got to. It's got more history. To go. Right. Like the fight. Like, the fight was a good start. Yeah. yeah. Like the the overtime, the awesome right. overtime game, the fight. Yeah. That's a great start. This keep that going. This certainly that doesn't keeps, hurt. Yeah. Right. Yes. If that yeah. keeps it yeah. up, okay, yeah. sure. Then it's got to simmer a little bit. Yeah. Uh, our, our man Ed McElroy asked Tep on Wednesday. You mentioned that Allen lost forty something Letterman and had fifty plus or so returning. Yeah. Do you no longer have to play a certain amount to letter? If they played three deep every game, that's still only sixty six players. Right, and so I believe I believe so. Inevitably, the way that we ask the question on the questionnaire is kind of purposefully vague. We say Letterman returning Letterman lost, and so kind of coaches will do what do with that what they will mm-hmm. um ba- i would say that is basically the number of juniors and sophomores that were on the team la- or and theoretically freshmen yeah. that were on the team last year whether or not they saw a snap or, or anything like that um now you also got to remember that they had they had a lot of blowouts a lot yeah. of blowouts. A and lot of so kids got run. They were probably cycling a lot. It would not surprise me if they cycled in 90-something kids in the last year. Like, who, who got one snap? Mm-hmm. That's just a thought. But, yeah, I mean, your point is well taken. But it's it's a it's an interesting dynamic. The only thing that I will hold on to is that we will have coaches who will try to say they have, like, 13 starters back on one side of the ball. Uh, like, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> nah, man, that's that's, like that's that. a bridge too he's far. He's like, no, this guy, we actually swapped him out quite a bit. And it's like, uh, like, he's the starter. It's like, no, you can have uh, one starter at each uh, position. Right, right. Yeah, that's it. Uh, finally, uh, from Tanner Wilson, the new season of Amazing Race started this week. Who from Texas high school or college football could make a great team? I tried. I tried out for the Amazing Race once. Uh, I'm sure you did. Did not make it. <laughs> I'm sure you um, did. Who would make a great uh, team, Tepper? So they've got, the thing is, you've got to remember that they're casting based on personality, right? So I would. But they want, also got to be able to do. They also got to be like, well. Yes, they also got to be like <coughs> athletic and kind of um, cunning too. Yeah. <clears throat> I want Jason Strunk at Port Isabel. Ricklin Holmes has got to be on this. And Ricklin Holmes at John Tyler. Yeah. Because uh, those guys are also pretty opinionated. Yeah. And I feel like at some point they'd get on each other's nerves in a very friendly way. But, like, the competitive fire both those guys have. Yeah. It, yeah, that that's that and then you drop. They're the, both they're both young. They're both young enough too. Like where they yeah. can they can get it going. No, that's, we also got to drop them in like, drop them in Shanghai and give them like a, a voucher <laughs> for like a tr- a, a bus or a trolley, but they don't know which one. Yes, and they have to figure out oh. which trolley gets them to right. like that's it. Beijing or something. That's <laughs> it. We did it. We yeah. did it. We solved. We solved the puzzle. That's yeah. the correct answer. Yeah, that's the correct. I answer. think that's right. And uh, to close it out, my man Eddie Jackson. What's up, buddy? He says freaking Friday foos. Fair enough, man. Yeah, that's, Fair that's, enough. that's a factual statement. Let's I'm going to go and work all weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's good for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TextFootball.com. Thanks again to Robert Crivellari. Go to the barbecue place in El Campo. For Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you Monday on Texas Football Today. <laughs>